the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning. It's Sunday and time for the Fish Community Lighthouse. Shining the light on different parts of our community while also helping to keep you and your family safe. It's a public affairs presentation of 104.7 The Fish. My lighthouse, my lighthouse, shining in the darkness, I will follow you. My lighthouse, my lighthouse, I will trust the promise. You will carry me safe to shore. Well, welcome to a Fish Community Lighthouse. Hello, I'm Beth Bacall. We love to shine the spotlight on local nonprofits. And today it's the North Fulton Community Charities. Their mission is to build self-sufficiency and to prevent homelessness and hunger in our community by providing emergency assistance and enrichment programs. And I'm also very curious to how they put their mission into play during this time of COVID. So let's start off our talk by saying hello to the executive director of of NFCC. Hello, Holly York. Hi, how are you today? I am really thrilled. I know what you do at North Fulton Community Charities very well through North Point Community Church, but having you here to share the mission and to share the stories is such a treat. Well, I'm glad to be able to, to share the story and what we're doing um, to help families during COVID and even before and after COVID. So right now, on a day like this, about 100 local families receive food from NFCC every day, correct? That's correct. And we have not closed at all since COVID um, shut down a lot of other community food banks. So we have stayed open with a very uh, dedicated staff and a community providing the food and resources for us to make sure that the families are receiving the food that they like, um, the food that they'll eat, and it's not just coming out of a can. That makes a big difference because you're allowing a family to be a family with their specific needs and likes. In North Fulton, you know the population is growing. You serve around 4,000 families every year, and the communities that you serve would be Alpharetta, Johns Creek, Milton, Mountain Park, and Roswell. That's a large amount of people. How do you do it? Well, yes, it is a lot of separate cities in North Fulton, and um, we have been doing it for um, almost 38 years. So uh, what we specifically do first is that we try to stabilize families who are in need, who may be in danger of losing their housing. So during uh, normal times, we would meet with individuals in our offices and make an appointment. Um, We believe that making an appointment versus standing in line brings them dignity. But right now, we have moved to an online system, so we try to make it as easy as possible to get them the assistance they need if they're behind on rent or if they can't make the power bill payment. We are working with them and between 24 and 48 hours, um, you're well on your way to to getting an answer and if you're not in our service area in one of these cities, um, we are a United Way agency so we will refer you to your your local agency that can help you. So 
So it's very important that we try to help everybody who does reach out to us, and it's been easy to do it um, with technology. But with that, you know, food and financial assistance are, are key. And then our um, food program is one that continues because we were the Atlanta Community Food Bank and the Chattahoochee Nature Center partnering that with them to get the right foods out to the families. But what people don't realize is that things like shampoo, toothpaste, toilet paper, soap, those are not things that are normally covered. They're not covered by food stamps. And so it's more important for the community to know that we need these items uh, in our pantry to make families feel, have dignity and have control over their lives. When we were all rationing toilet paper, we said, you know, we, we still have toilet paper. You can ask for toilet paper. We might have to, to minimize. You might not get four rolls, but you might get one roll. So part of that is just keeping the dignity um, of our clients and our families in the community. Um, we want to keep them stabilized because once they become homeless or have an addiction, um, it's where do they go um, and how much is it going to cost them. It's much more costly to get back in housing once you have lost housing. So if you have first month, last month, a high security deposit or not even a credit score that will let you get housing again. So um, we certainly want to be that safety net first. We partner with many the local churches, including North Point Church, but we are founded by the churches. Um, um, as the coordinated kind of intake in the community so we could keep families stable within the community. It, and it's, a, it's, you know, it's North Fulton Community Charities because it's by the community for the community. Um, and we're proud to be able to con- continue to do that, especially during COVID. I love how you use the word dignity so much because that really allows a family to not walk through this with anything but hope. Um, well, and we say together we can help, but especially during COVID, um, poverty is already very isolating um, and there's a lot of shame, and especially for new families that have recently found themselves on the other end. Um, we've had people leave us messages saying that I used to be the person collecting the food and donating to you. And this is the first time I've ever had to ask for help. And, and it was so nice to be received with such dignity and the amount of food and the amount of kindness that I was given. I just had no idea that I would ever be here, but I'm so grateful that I was able to, to reach out and get what I needed for my family. You distribute $1.2 million in emergency financial assistance to families. Now, is this pre or post-COVID? That would be pre-COVID. That's just kind of on an, an average about a hundred thousand dollars a month, but you know families were doing quite well before our March thirteenth shutdown. Um, so we're seeing fewer families, but now um, we since March sixteenth, we're going to go until just last Friday. We've given over one million. One, you know, almost 1.1 million. So we're paced to be about a, at least a 70% increase in the need that we've given out. That doesn't mean that there isn't a higher need. You know, we've seen the ask because um, we get people asking for help that are not in our service area. So we still try to provide assistance where and where they need to be. But uh, $1.1 million is a lot of money and we still have a long way to go in, it, in um, our, this 2020. We do have a long way to go, but you are really bringing hope. Uh, you've discussed how you were able to help with financial assistance. We talked about food. You also clothe a lot of people. Yes, we do. Our financial assistance, you know, stabilize the families first, provide them clothing, provide them food for our clothing program is very much like our food program where our families receive uh, points and they shop for the clothing they need for their family. Uh, They're given a certain amount of points each month based on 
the family size. Um, and that is not rolled over, but then we supplement that with that pack on our hot beginning in um, August for back to school. And we just finished up our warm coat drive where families receive coats and warm items, mittens and scarves for their families at um, this time of year. That's so good. About 1,400 adults have taken your life skills and workforce readiness classes. So you're also providing them with a way to better themselves so they can get into the workforce. What's that looking like for you during COVID? Well, I think everybody has definitely been challenged by any educational opportunities and any group opportunities during COVID. Everything has gone online, on Zoom, on Google Voice, on FaceTime as much as possible. Um, What is challenging is that families are competing for any type of mobile devices. Internet, we take it for granted that internet will be available uh, and not all families can afford internet. They can't and then if there's several children in the family that need it for the for school, it's been, been a challenge. But we have kept up our um, ESL program. Um, we've had over about 60 continue online. So we've had to train our trainers on Zoom, and we've had to train the students to be taking classes on Zoom. And that took a little bit of a transition. Uh, most of our volunteers are, are older, and they have retired from maybe teaching um, and in the workforce. But you know, we'd love to have everybody back in the classroom um, one-on-one. We're a human services agency, and the human connection is really important. I know that many people, you know, miss being in, in worship service, and there's a difference between seeing it online and being in class. So um, transitioning out of an in-person um, does make a difference, and it has taken a hit on what we do, but we what we have said for everyone on staff and in the community is that we have to really be hyper-focused on financial stability of the families, uh, their food, uh, and then clothing. Education can catch up um, because they are worried about keeping their jobs or um, just putting together how they're going to keep their family together right now um, when things are uncertain because they've been affected by COVID. Their jobs went away. They, they've they had COVID themselves. They've had to care someone for COVID. They had to leave their jobs to stay at home to take care of children who would um, need supervision while instead of being in school. So it's been quite challenging for the education. It's been an education for us as well to learn how we can better serve and uh, we're doing the, the best we can and we're looking forward to our, our post-COVID but um, we'll continue to offer classes online and through our the volunteers that are still willing to be a part of what we're doing. That's the hard part because we are volunteer driven and like many agencies it is hard for people of over 60, over 65 who are the workhorse of a lot of what we do and we're just going to take it one day at a time and we're you know, allowing flow opportunities. You you know, we have seven layers of safety, but it doesn't mean that that's going to be 100% keeping everybody safe from COVID. You're doing a great job. You are working through everything that's being thrown at you, and you are still serving. I want to talk about those volunteers in a second, but first, if there is a family in the North Fulton area and they have a need and they've not known about you, if they go onto the website, nfcchelp.org, will they find a way to connect with you and get that appointment? Yes. Real, it's quite simple, you know, nfcchelp.org, how we help, and it says apply for help. It's in English and in Spanish, and that immediately gets sent to our intake area, and they will evaluate it. And 
set up a time and a caseworker to, to call them and learn more about what their needs are. If they're not in our service area, they also get a call um, or an email saying, this is who you need to contact. It makes it very easy, lower lower barriers. And it's one of the things that we've learned, it's more transparent or um, the dignity. You're not coming in and waiting in a waiting room. It might be easier for someone who's never had assistance. It's a click is much easier than the walk down the hallway. Because I've always said the hardest thing for for someone in need who's never been in need is to come in the door. But once they realize that they've come in the door, they may have paid it forward. We are blessed that we're able to help and we're glad we're able to help. Um, And that's why we were founded because we wanted to help our neighbors in need. That's really beautiful. That's how you get help, receive help if you need it. But you've already touched on quite a few ways that we can help the North Fulton Community Charities. Uh, You've got a food bank and you specifically did say that along with food, a lot of um, hygiene items would be really welcome. You have a great thrift shop, whether you need to drop off items or go get some great deals, and you have great deals, and there's a way to donate your time and to donate some funds. So can you touch on all of that? So we're working on, you know, our purpose is a community where everybody can thrive. So volunteering really connects people um, into what we do and how we help. Our volunteer spots are open, but we have limited numbers at a time, and we uh, consistently are looking for people to help stock our shelves, to sort our clothes um, and to work with our families. That is, I'm going to say, that word of mouth, uh, once you get in, you're hooked. Um, we, you know, we serve groups uh, and we're still being COVID safe. So lots of ways to engage when being a volunteer. Um, and there's also seasonal opportunities for our holiday programs. We also have to think that the thrift store, which is a fabulous way that supports our back end of supporting the charity. It, you know, everything our mission is focused on still needs support. And so we raise about uh, $1.2 million and that helps us serve the community. So anytime you want to need to clean out your closet, again, I know everybody's been cleaning out their closet. We, we accept donations in a drive through situation, contactless, which is great. And all that is going to be put back on the shelf. So we have to, you know, COVID friendly it. We have a, a system for doing that, letting it sit for 24 hours and then there's a disinfectant program we go through. And the more people that can get clothing out and goods out to the floor, the more the family's community can shop. Thrifting wasn't such a big idea um, when we were open initially over 38 years ago. The store predates us. Um, it was called the Community Clothes Closet, and it's been in operation since 1971. So we were hip and cool thrifters before everybody else got hip mm-hmm. and cool to thrifting. Um, but it is an important part. But it, it's really, it provides our family's clothing that they they certainly needed at a, at a significant discount, but it's all at no cost to the families that are in our, that we serve. And then we you know we have intermittent um, events around. Um, we host a poverty simulation, and we love to uh, share what is it really like to live in poverty. And the biggest misnomer is that people living in poverty they're just so lazy. You know they just just get a job and. When I want to tell everybody, the reality is people living in poverty have so many different moving parts to pull together, and they're maybe doing two jobs and trying to get food on the table and their kids somewhere else and pay a bill that they because they don't have a checking account. They're actually just really exhausted, and if that's the one thing I could get people to understand, it's stressful, lonely, but whatever we can do to provide the dignity and make it easy for them to stay housed and show them the compassion because it's, it's a great community and everybody deserves a chance 
chance to live here. You're listening to Holly York on a Fish Community Lighthouse, and she is the executive director of the North Fulton Community Charities, nfcchelp.org. That is the website. Holly, I'm going to ask you to uh, end our time with a, with a story. You've got so many stories about how oh. NFCC has made such a difference in the uh, North Fulton community. Yeah, there are a lot of great stories. We do have a single mom. She was struggling to raise her own family. They grew up and they left, but her daughter died in childbirth. We don't hear that very often. And she was suddenly given two extra children to care for. So to help her, she has been able to come help uh, get help from NFCC just for, for food. But what is more exciting is that this year they can participate in our holiday program where she was now the single grandmother, now can put um, everything that they need on the table to have a happy holiday. They can have holiday turkey. They can have holiday gifts. That's because the community has donated and wants to provide this for her. But she knows that we're able to help her stay stably housed in the community. That's Patricia's story. It is Patricia's story. I read that on the NFCC newsletter, which is a really good thing to sign up for. You can just sign up and get the newsletter and keep tabs and see if you maybe want to go to the thrift store or if there's a uh, opportunity for you to volunteer. Again, the website is nfcchelp.org. That's nfcchelp.org. It is the North Fulton Community Charities. Holly, thank you for being such a blessing. No, thank you for the community for being such a blessing to us. You've been listening to the Fish Community Lighthouse, shining the light on different parts of our community while also helping to keep you and your family safe. It's a public affairs presentation of 104.7 The Fish, WFSH, FM, and HD, Athens, Atlanta. My lighthouse, my lighthouse, shining in the darkness, I will follow you, oh, my lighthouse, my lighthouse, I will trust the promise, you will carry me safe to shore.